have some good news, and I've got some bad news. The good news is the Vegas Golden Knights did more than enough to win the game this evening. The bad news is that they didn't win the game this evening. And alas, the Golden Knights have found themselves in a very interesting position of they have played two games out of these last six where they have lost in regulation against powerhouses in the Eastern Conference, and they could have won those games. But the Golden Knights instead lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday night. Welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Golden Knights. You're on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, February 4th. I am your host, Danny Webster, and I do appreciate you joining me in this late evening pod. The game has been well over for the last couple of hours. This thing is going up a little bit late, but I do appreciate you listening, regardless of whatever time you might be listening to it. We will be talking about this game in its entirety in just a little bit, but first, before we do that, the normal housekeeping items that we need to get out of the way before we get started here, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, and I do welcome you if that is the case, uh, we are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Or if you like sending emails, you can do so sending an electronic message to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. And again, I do welcome you and I thank you for joining me on this Tuesday evening. So let's break this one down because this is going to be a game much like the Boston game, where I'm looking at it from a wider lens. Okay, I'm I'm not looking at this. We're, I'm not looking at this from the standpoint of this is one game and this and this is how things happen. No, we're starting to get to the point where every single game, whether unfairly or unjustly, needs to be examined in a wider lens, because this is the position that the Golden Knights have now found themselves in in these final 27 games. That every game they play between now and the end of the season, if it's a win, it's going to be analyzed as a very crucial win. That's why I posed the question the other day. Did the Golden Knights turn a corner in their wins over Carolina and Nashville? And did that do enough to set them up for these games against Tampa and against Florida on Thursday And for the most part, for this game, the Golden Knights played like the better team on Tuesday night. They were dominant in the possession game. They were dominant in terms of keeping keeping the momentum in their offensive zone. The problem was, was that too many mistakes cost the Golden Knights uh, this game on this night. Now, here, let me... Let me put it to you like this. If I were to take some random person, doesn't need to be a hockey fan, to be a hockey fan for all I care, but let's just say we get this random guy off the street, bring him into a room, and sit him down at a desk, and we lay out all of these uh, box scores, right? We just lay out all this information from this game, and we set it up, and we divide it up into different categories, So let's say we show this man the box score where team A 
had a 29 to 18 edge in shots for the entire game. Okay. Let's also say that in the second row, there is a line of Corsi where team a had a 43 to 29 edge in Corsi. And then we go to the third row of the box score where team a held team B to three total high danger chances for the entire night. Now, if you were to lay all of that out and then you were to have a heat map that showed Team A had as ridiculous like like four year olds throwing paint at at a uh, at a canvas, that is what the heat map looked like. Compared to Team B, who had a little speck like somebody was just painting uh, like a like a like a Picasso. Let, let's just say you laid all of that out. You would look at this person and said, tell me which team do you think won this game? And 100% of the time, this person would say, well, I think Team A had all the advantage in every single category, so I'm going to say Team A uh, won this game. That was not the case. Uh, Team A would be the Golden Knights, and they lost because it took a couple of deflections and it took a couple of turnovers for the Golden Knights to fall too far behind to catch up and get the victory over the red-hot Tampa Bay Lightning. Everything that I just laid out for you is exactly what happened tonight. The Golden Knights outshot the Tampa Bay Lightning for the entire game, 29-18. Their Corsi, 43-29 edge. Team A, the Golden Knights, held Team B, the Tampa Bay Lightning, to three high-danger chances for the entire game and the golden knights did not win the golden knights probably played a more complete defensive game than they did saturday at nashville and they still could not stop tampa bay from scoring it was ridiculous and here is the other kicker the top line of tampa kucherov point stamkos combined for four shots on goal the entire night that top line scored two of those goals the first goal of the game and the third goal of the game that was eventually the game-winning goal and yet despite all of that the golden knights could not pull this game out of a hat unbelievable to say the very least the fact that the golden knights were right there and I kind of touched on it the other day. Points now are going to come at a premium. They are at the utmost importance. Any point that you can get against teams that are going to be considered better than you, you have got to win these games. Because especially in the situation that the Golden Knights are in, a rare position where they fired their coach when they were three points out of first place, you're bringing in a new coach to have this team learn a new system You've got to win games. And it's not even just when you win game, you win enough games to get to the playoffs. That is really the first and foremost important task that the Golden Knights will have to do. The division, if you can't win the division, who cares? If you can get the, the, the second seed in the Pacific, more power to you. That's terrific. And then at that point, you have to win at least one playoff series. That is the main goal at the end of the day for the Golden Knights. Unfortunately, as a result of that, 
the Golden Knights have played six games under Pete DeBoer. They are 3-2-1 in those six games, and those two regulation losses could either go to the left side of the ledger or the very far right. The Golden Knights should have points in five of six games at most. At, at most, they should have points in all six. I should put it that way. They should have points in all six games. And the fact that Vegas came back, tied the game early in the third period, only to have Steven Stamkos somehow, really, I, I'm still amazed. I watched this goal and I'm like, how in the world is this even possible? Stamkos get, deflects the puck from Braden Point after Point corrals the loose puck. Five Golden Knights do like a full, uh, full course of a complete 180. By the time they all turn around, Stamkos has the puck in the back of the net. And that is how Tampa Bay went up 3-2. They would get an empty net goal later on to make it 4-2, and that would be it. But the fact that it even got to that point, Marc-Andre Fleury allowed three goals on 17 shots. And none of those goals were dangerous. The first goal was a result of a turnover that led to Braden Point somehow getting all alone in the slot uh, I'm not entirely sure what happened, what the defense was doing. Uh, I think Braden McNabb just kind of fell asleep in front of the net and did not even come close to Braden Point. Nate Schmidt is going off trying to stop Victor Hedman. I, I don't know what's happening here. There's a lot of confusion. And a turnover leads to a goal. Simple as that. Um, and then the final goal, again, a loose puck. Tampa Bay corrals it. Stamkos, the wily veteran that he is, all alone in front of the net. By the time they turn around, it's 3-2. to two. And even the second goal that Tampa Bay scored, it was a double deflection. Uh, Tyler Johnson, I believe, was credited with the goal. But it was a, it was a double deflection, goes off, uh, I think it was Anthony Sorelli's stick, and then deflected off of Tyler Johnson's stick. And before you know it, you know the, it, Tampa Bay was really just throwing pucks on net. And by the time... So you turn around, it's like, holy crap, Tampa Bay is getting outplayed by Vegas, and they're still losing. Like, what more can you do if you're the Golden Knights? They wasted an, a good effort by William Carrier scoring that goal uh, to get them on the board. And then the Stasny goal, which, you know, he probably doesn't have any teeth when he's on the ice at this point. He comes back, ties the game, and all of a sudden you're thinking, if Vegas can at least get a point out of this, they're in very good shape. But they fell behind. The turnovers got to them. And then they ran into a beyond red hot goaltender in Andre Vasilevsky, who is now, I believe, on a 16 game point streak, which is incredible. He's clearly on pace to repeat as the Vesna winner uh, at this pace. But then you look further in, even more broader. Max Pacioretty has a wide open net early in the first period. He's literally got himself and imagination. All he's got to do is put the puck in in the net. Golden Knights are on the board. Probably changes this game completely. What happens if that goes in? And then you go into Braden McNabb hitting the crossbar off a, of a soft little shot from the point and hits the crossbar. If that goes in, what happens? And I know they're two completely diluted examples. It's not like these are two things that cost the Golden Knights in any fashion. And I know that it's not you know, the end all be all that they didn't score here. Vegas obviously came back to tie the game, but it makes you wonder if they converted on those chances, are they walking out with a point or two? And at that point, 
you have to look at it from the Golden Knights standpoint and say every single point that they get from this point on is crucial. Because again, 27 games to go. They are third place in the in the Pacific Division. They got a huge help with Vancouver losing and Edmonton losing. And I believe Calgary also lost. The only team fighting in a playoff position that won tonight was Arizona because they beat Edmonton. And I know that at the end of the day, the moral victory is that no team gained ground or no team lost ground. But you look at it from that standpoint of if Arizona is the only team to get up, get two points out of this night, the Golden Knights missed a huge opportunity. And again, it's, it almost seems it is unfair. I'm not going to say it's almost unfair, but it is very unfair. But at the same time, it is justifiably so that we have to look at every single game going forward for the rest of this regular season and analyze each game of can the Golden Knights get these wins? Can the Golden Knights somehow beat these teams that they're going to be facing in the next, you know, when they come back home? Can they be, win against teams that are clearly better than them? And can they beat teams that are at the top of the league for a reason? The Golden Knights will see the Tampa Bay Lightning in a couple of weeks at T-Mobile Arena. They will also be seeing the New York Islanders. They will be seeing the Washington Capitals. They will be seeing teams. They will be seeing the Florida Panthers again. They will be seeing teams who are at the top of the league for a reason. They're going to see the St. Louis Blues again. Can't, can't forget the Blues. They're going to be seeing them again at home rather soon. And the Golden Knights, now given the fact that they are in this position where they need to win games and their schedule is gargantuan, they can't let these games go to waste. And the fact that we're even sitting here talking about a blown opportunity against Tampa Bay, considering, you know, three weeks ago, it would have been, we would have probably seen Tampa run, run them out of the building like 5 1. The Golden Knights should have won this game. And I know that they've had a lot of success against Tampa in the past, but this game in particular, they had a chance to win this game. And now they got to figure out a way to not kick themselves in the ass and get ready for the Panthers on Thursday, who, again, the Panthers are not coming in at 100%. Uh, Sasha Barkov did not play tonight against Columbus. Now you got to start wondering, well, if they don't have their captain, that's one big gaping hole that Florida has to deal with. The Golden Knights are going to need to find a way to win that game. And then you come back home for the first time in 30 years to take on the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that you almost blew a 3-1 lead to in the game, but still you came back to win the game. You got the two points, so all is forgiven. But now you come back home. First home game for Pete DeBoer as the Golden Knights coach. You need to get a win there. And then you have to have a quick turnaround and face the Minnesota Wild on the road before you come back for the five-game homestand that is pretty much murderer's row. So I, I know it doesn't seem fair to look at this one game and, and basically come to the conclusion that the Golden Knights blew an opportunity. But that is, that is the reality we are facing right now. That is the reality that Golden Knights fans are facing at this moment. And that is what the Golden Knights really have no choice but to look at it. Because until the Pacific Division becomes unclogged and shows some sort of clarity, 
we're going to be looking at this. We are going to be analyzing this schedule for a greater part of the next three weeks. And that is going to be the, that is going to be the big storyline for these final 27 games. Cause if the golden Knights lose two in a row, then it's panic mode. If they win two in a row, then it's like, oh my God, here come the Golden Knights. It, it's going to be this constant wave, especially until they get to the deadline. Because in the, when the deadline comes, they're going to have to figure out who is going to be stuck on this team, who is deserving to be on this team, and who has to go to, in order to get a certain impact player into the game. That is what really has to happen between now and then. And unfortunately... We are going to be analyzing every single game between now and the end of the regular season as if every game at this point is a must-win game. And again, the Golden Knights lucked out tonight. Four teams lost. Four teams, or three teams, I should say. Three teams lost that could have really put a dent in the Golden Knights' progress that they made over the weekend. The fact that Edmonton lost, the fact that Calgary did not win, and could have jumped Vegas. Vegas would have been back in the first wild card spot had they lost. And then Vancouver went into Boston tonight and finally got shut out. Here are the Golden Knights playing the best game out of the entire uh, group, the, the entire smorgasbord of the Pacific Division, and they lost. They played the best game out of those four teams, Vancouver, Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary. Out of those four, Vegas played the best game, and they lost. I mean, that is that can be deflating. And especially if they don't win in Florida on Thursday, that could be even more deflating. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting going forward. And, you know, you look at how this game unfolded. You know, the, the third line got on the board with a great goal uh, that started with a very good Cody Eakin zone entry to William Carrier, who sniped the pass Vasilevsky, and they got on the board. Uh, we're also, we're now two games in, we're not even talking about the development of Zach Whitecloud, who has played tremendous, tremendous since being called up from AHL Chicago. He has been spectacular. I don't know how much longer he's going to stay on the roster, but he has definitely earned some more time. I would really like to see Nick Hague and Zach Whitecloud get a chance together. I know that that sounds blasphemous, throwing two rookies out there, but I would like to see it. I think that would be something that needs to be looked at. And you waste another good performance from him. You wasted a triumphant performance from Paul Stasny. That top line has been very good in the absence of William Carlson. Um, it's just not enough. And unfortunately, th- this is the trap that you find yourself when facing a team like Tampa, you can't give them chances. You can't give them time to make something happen. And unfortunately for the Golden Knights, that's what happened. So as of this moment, the Golden Knights are 27, 21, and 7. Good for 61 points, third place in the Pacific Division. Unfortunately, they could not gain ground on Vancouver. But at the same time, it's a good thing that they were able to not lose ground. Because now, uh, Vancouver only with a game in hand is now four points clear of the Golden Knights. Edmonton still has two games in hand on the Golden Knights, but only one point ahead. And Vegas and Edmonton will play each other 
three more times, I believe, to close out the regular season. So very crucial games between those two. And then again, Arizona's kind of up and down right now. Arizona got a huge win against Edmonton, and now they've got to try and find a way to get that consistent wave of momentum going. And then Calgary, you know, we're not talking a lot about Calgary because they're kind of just the they're kind of just the what if team of the Pacific Division. And if they get in, they have the potential to be very dangerous. If they don't get in, well, it's kind of expected given the given the tumultuous season that they've had. But the Golden Knights, 55 games, 61 points. Still good. I mean, again, third in the Pacific Division. It's not like they're out of this thing. But at the same time, you can't blow games like this against Tampa. You can't blow games like you did at Boston. If they had gotten points out of both of those games, we would be looking at these last six games as a complete success. I'm not, I'm not calling this a failure under any stretch, but it does heighten the importance of Thursday's game against Florida, especially if their captain is not playing. So the Golden Knights lose 4-2 to two tonight to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, good for them that they haven't lost ground. But definitely you can look at this as a missed opportunity, especially when Marc-Andre Fleury did not have a busy night for the second game in a row. So, again, Thursday, big game against Florida. If you can get some momentum to come back home to and get a win, then more power to you, I think. More power to you. All right, so let's uh, let's take another quick look around the league, I guess, before we get out of here. There were a lot of games tonight, actually. I'm, I don't even really have any notes prepared as to who did what and how important this game was. Um, we already talked about the Bruins shutting out the Canucks four to nothing. Um, somebody needs to go to Buffalo and perform a mass prayer for the Buffalo Sabres. I cannot believe, uh, you know what? I can believe that they have fallen as hard as they have, but it has gotten to the point where you got, you know, radio, radio caller Dwayne calling in and just airing, airing his grievances for three minutes on radio. By the way, if you have not seen that, just type in Sabres fan Dwayne and just listen to this. I think it was like a three minute rant and it was amazing. But that definitely sums up the entire mood around Buffalo to this point. The Sabres get walloped by Colorado 6-1. to one. It was just, oh, man, oh, man. Someone go save the Sabres. Someone go save the Sabres. That's the best way to put it. Uh, the Canadians with a 5-4 victory over the Devils in a shootout. Uh, the Stars go into, I think they were in Barclays tonight, and they lost 4-3 to three to the Islanders. The Washington Capitals with a 4-2 victory over the Los Angeles Kings. Alex Ovechkin with another hat trick. I believe that puts him at 698, if I'm not mistaken. I would probably have to go through and look. Uh, Yep, 698. So he's two away from 700, and that's another 40-goal season for... uh, Alex Ovechkin, incredible. I think that's what his, it's like his third hat trick in five games or something like that. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Uh, My other favorite team, the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, beat the Florida Panthers. Bob's return to Columbus uh, only allowed one goal. Unfortunately, the Panthers could not score in, uh, I believe it was Elvis who was in the net tonight. So the Blue Jackets got the big win there. 
those Florida Panthers will be seeing the Golden Knights on Thursday. I'm just saying that game is going to be very important. Uh, the Ducks beat the Senators 3-2 to two in a shootout. The Blues welcomed Carolina to the house. Uh, Joel Edmondson, I believe, made his return uh, to St. Louis, received his championship ring, and the Blues proceeded to put a six spot on the Hurricanes, beating them 6-3. to three. The Minnesota Wild with a victory over the Blackhawks 3-2 in overtime. The overtime winner scored by Matt Dumba, who I believe scored his first goal since like, God, was it? I think it was like November or December 13th or something like that. It was been, it's been a long time for Matt Dumba to score a goal. And a big win for the Minnesota Wild, who were who are trying to catch up to the Chicago Blackhawks for the wild for some wild card positioning. Uh, the Blackhawks are three points back of the Flames for the for the second wild card. The Wild with that win are six points back of the Flames, so plenty of time for Minnesota. Thirty games to go, uh, and they also need every point that they can get in order to catch up and try and secure a wild card spot. Big win over the Blackhawks, even though the Blackhawks did get a point in that game. Uh, the Nashville Predators in another game in the Western Conference uh, wild card picture that is deemed very important. The Predators with a two to one overtime victory over the Winnipeg Jets. Mikhail Granlin has been scoring goals left and right since John Hines came to the fold and Granlin had the overtime winner. The Predators uh, now here they come three points back of the uh, of the Flames in the second wild card. They're right there. It's Nashville. Chicago and Winnipeg now all tied with 57 points chasing the Flames, chasing the Coyotes. No team is safe except if you are the St. Louis Blues and the Dallas Stars and maybe even the Colorado Avalanche. The top three teams in the Central are safe. The teams in the Pacific, not so much. It's just the way it is right now. Uh, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but the Sharks did beat the Flames 3-1, to 1,500 career points for Joe Thornton who, by the way, apparently is uh, Kevin Kurz of the Athletic was putting out trade possible trade destinations if the Sharks were to trade Joe Thornton and the Golden Knights were listed as a possible destination. Um, I'm not saying Kevin is wrong, um, but I do not see Joe Thornton getting traded to Vegas under any circumstance unless they felt like they could roll with Thornton as a third line center and they somehow took Cody Eakin back and it'd be a lot of things that would happen that I don't see that I don't think would be possible. And the Arizona Coyotes at home shut out the Edmonton Oilers three to nothing. And that is your look around the league. Apparently there is a big trade going on in the NBA right now that is blowing up my phone. Uh, I know this is a hockey podcast, so I'm just looking through here. Minnesota, Atlanta, four-team trade. Minnesota, Atlanta, Houston, Denver. Robert Covington of the Rockets. Clint Capella to the Hawks. Malik Beasley and to the Minnesota. Wow. Inspiring contracts and a first-rounder to Denver. Okay, there is a lot happening there. And Minnesota traded Shabazz Napier to Denver. Nuggets sending Jared Vanderbilt to the Timberwolves. Oh, my God. There is a lot happening here. Uh, there, there's like 55 moving pieces. It looks like, um, so again, yeah, this is my usual time where we ter- turn the hockey podcast and the basketball podcast. You got, you guys are you pretty used to it by now? No, no, you're not. So I apologize if you got bored by that. Um, but, uh, that is going to do it today, tonight, tomorrow, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, be back tomorrow to break down the game against the Florida Panthers 
And then Thursday, we will be doing kind of the same thing we did tonight, where the post-game pod will be coming out later tonight, or later that night, I should say. So tomorrow, we will look ahead to Vegas versus Florida. Thursday, we will be back for the post-game pod. And then Friday, we'll just get ready for the first home game in 300 years. Should be a lot of fun. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing, for sharing, all that jazz. Um, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review and a rating. It helps the people find the podcast. And if you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, um, yeah, I, again, I'm not the best podcaster in the world, so uh, I do appreciate any and all feedback um, if you have any. So I greatly do appreciate that. So thank you guys once again. We'll be back tomorrow to get you ready for the Golden Knights and the Panthers. Until then, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.